Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the GAB Show. Today, I'm in Seattle, hanging out with Jarlo. Hey. What's up, man? What's going on? Today, we're going to be talking about our version of the GMB lifestyle. And GMB, of course, there isn't a single way that we do things. Everybody's different, and that means that we all have a certain way that we live. And in GMB, it's not about changing your lifestyle to meet the needs of the workout program. We have the program to help you in your lifestyle. And so today, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And it's really great that Jarlo and I can sit down and talk about this because we have such different lifestyles just based on whatever we're doing. So Jarlo, you want to go ahead and start? Well, one of the primary reasons that we started GMB was to provide an alternative to people. You know, when we're talking about building strength or building flexibility and skill development, uh, a lot of times people are get into these heavily structured programs that aren't adaptable to what they what they need to do and what they want to do and what they're able to do for for a long period of time. Now there's a difference between a say a three to four week kind of concentrated regimen, right? If you're preparing for something and you only have a, a little bit of time, you know, in, in that time frame, you can do almost anything in like three weeks, right? You can, and a good example is right now with you. Mm-hmm. with getting ready for the big climb yeah so. so that's you know that's one thing we want to talk about you know every time we say things like cycles mm-hmm. and goal setting that's really the way that you can make programs specific to you so i'm doing this charity climb uh this ca- cancer charity climb we do it every year and that's in a in a week and a half and it's it's not too bad at all i mean it's 70 floors it's bad if you don't <laughs> ever do it right and it's bad if you're not used to continuously going upstairs for that 15 to 20 minutes whatever it is but you need to prep for it one of the reasons i'm prepping for it is just because i don't want it to interfere with anything else i do so i don't want to go and do this thing and then be so wiped out that i can't do anything for a few days after because i have other things to do so it's been really simple i just three times a week i just set a timer and i go walk up and downstairs for 30 minutes and i do it in a way that's uh is aerobic. So I just keep my heart rate under 150. And the first couple of times I had to stop. But then the last few times uh, over the last couple of weeks, it's just I don't have to stop. I just keep going for, for the 30 minutes and I'm underneath the heart rate where it's not dipping into uh, bad into recovery levels. So I can't do the other things I want to do. So those that's a, that's a really easy example of, of a cycle. And it doesn't have to be very complex. You have something that you need to do. Maybe you Instead of this charity climb, I want it, we're going to take a vacation and I know I'm going to go hike for a few hours. Well, then I need to get used to being on my feet. You know, I don't need to go and do like a heavy aerobic cardio intensive like interval session. I just need to be able to be comfortable on my feet and not get tired for a few hours. You know, and that's a very different stimulus and a very different thing. You can't say, and that's the trouble, right? People are like, oh, I can go and I can do... These high, I can do these high intensity intervals. I've been doing it forever, right? But then they go out and they go on these day hikes and they wonder why they can't. Maybe their yeah. lungs feel fine, yeah. but then their feet hurt, right? And their, then afterwards they're drained for they're, days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it might seem complicated based on what you've read and what uh, looking at other people's programs. But you have to realize, especially if you're just looking at like a snippet out of someone's workout journal, you're only looking at that little bit rather than the big picture and rather than something that they could do year year round. Good thing to think about too with this is, you know, when you're doing the climb, you're not looking at 
winning or you know crushing it or mm-hmm. anything like that you just you're doing it because well for one it's a great cause and you just need to be able to complete it right and it's good enough just to be able to complete it right yeah i'm not in i'm not like racing right uh, there is a race thing and mm-hmm. it's interesting that there's a on another day i forget if it's the day before firefighters actually do it with oh, gear really? right wow. firefighters do it with <laughs> their 50 60 pounds of gear yeah and the racing times are ridiculous. It's like seven minutes. This guy's just, they're screaming up the 70 floors, right? I couldn't do that without gear. Yeah. <laughs> but if I wanted to train for that, I don't know why I'd want to train for that. But if I wanted to, uh-huh. then I'd have to have a totally different uh, regimen for it. And the amount of time it would take to train, you know, the yeah. lead up for that would right. just be so different. But, no. but again, that's a cycle. I mean, and, you know, it depends on where you are in your life, of course. You know, you and I, though, where we are, it's, we're not out to compete right mm-hmm. we just want to be able to do the things that we enjoy and so what are you doing right now my main thing right now is brazilian jiu-jitsu and so i want to be able to do it and enjoy it instead of getting on the mat and being so winded and then the next day waking up and feeling so sore that i don't want to do it again so right now my training is basically twice a week i do conditioning for brazilian jiu-jitsu and it's not an everyday thing and this might surprise people because you know me as what the poster child of GMB, people might think I'm working out all day long and doing all this stuff, but recently I don't. And the best thing for me is actually more downtime. So in my case, instead of actually doing more exercise, it's getting more recovery and making sure that I'm eating more food and looking at the other things outside of my workouts to make sure that when I am on the mat, I can do it. So this also includes flexibility, working a lot more on my, well, mobility kind of things and then also working on mobility under load so it's you know strength training but it's not what like weighted pull-ups or anything like that it's more about being able to move better in awkward positions so that i don't get injured and then also focus on stamina so that i can be able to continue to do it so with me right now that's about it but it'd be different uh right now that's what you're doing and it's sort Mm -hmm. of this this particular thing yeah but when you're getting ready to say you know you're going to be teaching in hong kong in April, yes that's right? a great point and so next month i'll be in hong kong teaching for four days straight and so i'll have to prep to be able to teach and so my cycle will change and so i'll be focusing more on the activities and the movements that i need to be able to teach and making sure i have that now along those lines of course you know i'm not putting everything else just on hold. And so I maintain the skills that I currently have. But when I get ready to teach uh, next month, I'll ramp some of those skills up. So a good example would be, um, I just focus on my big my big skills. So my handstand push-ups, uh, handstand push-ups, handstands, then I'll do my pulling stuff, whether that be, um, you know, on the rings or whatnot. And then I'll focus on um, doing tuck planche push-ups, and then my leg work. And so my leg work like shrimp squats and I like sissy squats and things like that. Those are the things I'll ramp up in order to get me prepared for the Hong Kong stuff down the road. And I might back off a little bit in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to make sure that uh, I don't injure myself getting ready to be able to teach. Because after all, that's my job, right? That's the important distinction too. A lot of times when people talk about how do I keep my gains or maintain it, they don't realize that it doesn't take that much no, to maintain. not at all. And the more you train and the more you uh, are aware of that, you know, we've been doing this for years. He has to maintain certain skills, right? But his 
maintenance of certain skill levels is going to be different than mine. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, for example, handstand work. His handstand work is at a level that's a lot higher than mine. And then his maintaining regimen is actually would be like probably my workout regimen for building it. So that's another thing that's interesting. You have to consider, you can't look at someone else's program and their goals and just copy it. And so that's why in our method, we have the assess, address, and apply. And that's individual to each person. That doesn't mean the program significantly changes in terms of movements or uh, choice of exercises. But it does mean that you change the volume, intensity, and uh, frequency. Those are the main things that you can address. Uh, change and address now what the reason i say that is because there aren't particular special exercises right even in the realm of like corrective exercise most of the things are going to be very similar mm-hmm. but the way you approach it whether it's uh again volume intensity and frequency or if it's just little adjustments in the technique itself to emphasize certain things now you take that's the mac that's the micro look mm-hmm. right whether you're looking at the exercises mm-hmm. themselves the macro is the training uh schedule the training yes. program like right now so Brian is working on the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu stuff that I did a cycle that last year when I was really trying to ramp up from the next stripe mm-hmm. and the purple but now oh, what I've been doing for the last two months and then I'm going to continue on for probably another three or four is I'm doing a distance learning program with my teacher for uh, the Filipino martial arts for the sword. And sword work is a pretty specialized, right? It's a pretty specialized skill. And what I'm looking for in that isn't necessarily a strength or a flexibility thing. For example, what I need to do is I need to work more on my endurance and specialized mm. uh, strength endurance for uh, different scenarios. So... In my regimen right now, I'm doing three to four days of, of endurance work along with within that time period is like four, four days or so of, uh, of skill work. You know, two of those days are with sparring and partner training and the other, the rest I'm doing solo at home. What I'm looking for in assessing it is I have to go and see what do I need to work on. And so that's a really uh, esoteric example. But if you have something like that and you're getting into it, you already know. You already know right away what you need. And if you don't, that means you have a coach, right, that will tell you that. So that's the assessment part. You know, addressing it is choosing uh, the particular methods that will affect mm-hmm. that. And then applying is your, your training schedule, you know, whether you're able to do it sustainably. Because you want to be able to do it, especially in, in this particular skill development of, with a martial arts example, for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and for sword work, it's not something you can get in a month, right? Right? And it's not something you can get in like yeah. six months. Yeah. But you can do a, an intensive cycle for that long. Like I wouldn't consider a three-week period enough. Yeah. So you oh, can yeah. do it really intensely for three weeks, but I don't think it's going to be... Uh, sustainable. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's already not sustainable, but it's mm-hmm. also... You're probably not going to get something that will last right uh, that will yeah. mean uh yeah. that you'll be able to say oh i okay i got it yeah i mean you might be able to you might you could probably pick pick one specific mm-hmm. thing maybe you're like grip fighting for yeah. three three weeks mm-hmm. but i'm I'm talking about the the overall picture of it so like you're working on some fundamentals in your jujitsu work 
right? So you don't want to be hyper-specialized in one thing, especially, and this is really important for people just starting out. You don't want to get hyper-specialized at all. That seems kind of contradictory to being focused on something, but it's not. Yeah. Because it depends on your particular level of ability. Because there's so much revolved in that. Because, I mean, we all come into it at a different level. And so, you know, a person's stamina might be great. So they can actually drill a bit more than the other person. Whereas, you know, somebody coming into it from not doing anything, they're just going to have to first be able to survive on the mat. Mm-hmm. And and that, and I'm not just talking about techniques, right? Just like get through the warm-up. That's right. For a lot of people, that could just be killer. And mm-hmm. so if you just get too specialized and think that you're going to focus on like one technique or something, then no. Nah, that's not what nah. you need. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah, that's good where example. the address com- address right. in the situation comes in, right? A good example of that in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is like, say you're just starting, right? You have guard, you have mount, side control, mm-hmm. you know, back control, all of that. Say if you're just starting and we've done this, we've all taught true beginners mm-hmm. and they don't even know the positions themselves. Are you going to just, are you going to spend an hour on leg locks with them? <laughs> right. And then they're going to get nothing out of right. that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But if you already been doing this for years and you decide, you know, this month I'm going to specialize in leg locks. Well, that's good because you already have the fundamentals. Absolutely. Right. You already have the fundamentals. It's, it's sort of like, uh, you know, I teach a lot of the weapons work. And a lot of times people have this idea in their head that if they have a knife, then they're already good. Right. But that's not true. Just having the weapon in your hand isn't going to do anything. You have to have all of these uh, other things as the foundation. For example, there's a lot of times when you're going to be kind of caught up in a, in a certain uh, pattern. And you need to be able to recognize when you're you're in that pattern. And you won't unless you put in a lot of rounds. And then you, you're going to get caught in this sort of like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Kind of kind of spiral. And, and so, to, you know, give another example, even like the handstand. So moving away from the martial arts side of things, it's the handstand. If you were to think that you're just going to jump up and start working on your handstand, you're crazy. And it would just be, for one, too much. You got to start at the very, very beginning. You got to prep yourself in order to be able to start. If you don't know what you need to focus mm-hmm. on in order to get there, well, already from the beginning, you're not going to get anywhere. That's right. So that's, you know, where the coaching comes into play and then also having a clear path on what you want to focus on. Like, let's kind of take it back a little bit and talk about, let's say we're working on a cycle and we know what we need to address and we're working on that right now. Well, even within that, you're going to have to come back and make sure that you're assessing things again. So the cool thing about, about this is it's not just something where, you assess the situation and then you address and apply. It's within that process, you're constantly going back and checking to make sure that you're on the track. And there's going to be some days where you won't feel that you're on track and you're actually, you're on track, but it's the fact you might need to pull back. And that's where the auto-regulation comes in too. So you can't blindly go through things and just keep following the same pattern yeah, each and every day. That's what it is. It's sort of like you get this, this perfect program and then it doesn't change for months and months. That's not that's not a program. Yeah, it's not. Right? No. That's it needs to be adaptable and adjustable. Yes. Otherwise, you're just you're spinning right? your wheels. That's yeah, you're it. spinning your yeah, wheels. That's it. So a lot of the a lot of the GMB method is that it's specific to you. Yeah. But it's also adaptable and adjustable within itself. Right? We don't have arbitrary standards. Mm-hmm. We don't have uh, 
these things that you must do before you move on, right? And that way, you're also not stuck. That's right. We talk about the basics and the fundamentals, but that doesn't mean you don't ever move on from them. It's not something you get away from either. So that's the hard part. There's both that you never get away from them, but you also aren't stuck on them. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? Well, that that's where we talked about maintaining certain things, emphasizing others, right? And then being able to go back when you need to. So that's part of the cycling. We're kind of going all over the place, but once you've trained for a period of time, either in one of our programs or with one of our trainers, and even on your own, on your own, you'll be able to find these patterns for yourself as long as you don't feel like you have to adhere to a certain standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so much standard, but don't be afraid to change what you need to yeah and it doesn't have to be big things it can be as simple as decreasing the intensity one day or decreasing the volume of work one day and increasing it the next it's not uh it's not a perfect it's not a perfect graph of constantly upward movement another thing too with uh assessing correctly and addressing it in the way that you need to is that we all have time limits right we only have certain uh hours of the day that we could do something and how much time we can devote to it so you want to spend that time as uh, efficiently as possible right if you have four hours to do your workouts that's awesome yeah then you maybe you don't have to be as thoughtful and as critical critically thinking about your training but i know i have to i only have on most days, probably an hour, an hour mm-hmm. and a half. So I need to really choose what I need to work on. And then if I'm sparring during those rounds, every round I need to have something in my head. So it's got to count. Yeah. It's got to count. Yeah, it's, because you can't waste have, that time. I can't waste that time. That's right. If I want to get to a certain goal, a certain, certain uh, way that of that I'm expecting to be in, in say, six months or whatever. Exactly. So, so what we're really talking about here is a process. It's not about the numbers and of sets and reps. It's it's really about three things. And the first thing is using uh, the three A's that we have, where you assess, you address, and you apply. And you use auto-regulation, right, in order to judge where you are that day. And so once you figure out what you need to do and you go into that workout, then you can auto-regulate. So we've, let's say on that day... Uh, you're feeling very good. Well, then maybe you could go at it harder and you can adjust the intensity, take it up a bit. But maybe there's a day where you're absolutely exhausted. You had to stay up with your kid last night who was sick or whatnot. So you need to back off a bit. But then when you're performing, so this is number three, that is having that mindfulness and that awareness of what's going on when you're doing the work. And so you're trusting in that process. But when you're doing it, it's not haphazard and you're not just going into it blindly and just going through the motions. You're making sure that whenever you do anything, whether it be sparring, whether it be working on a particular movement scale of a new movement, that you're mindfully moving. And that's extremely important. And that's how you can make sure that you're efficient with the things that you're doing and making good use of your time. I think another thing, too, to consider is how long do you think you'd be able to concentrate and focus on something? So how long is that cycle? Mm. And usually I would recommend it probably two to four months you know three months is a nice round number uh, a nice uh, kind of arbitrary thing mm-hmm. three months mm-hmm. 12 weeks 12 to 16 weeks something like that both in terms of your motivation right your focus and your ability to to put forth the right amount of effort and to not feel bored or yeah. burned out or yeah. stagnant yeah. 
and then uh, go on to something else. If we go back to martial arts here and you go to Brazil, think about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mm-hmm. you can spend, say, two months on your guard bottom. Then the next two months you can spend on Mount Top. And then within those two months, you can have little cycles of, okay, so two weeks I'm going to work on my yeah. chokes. Yeah, good. Right? Good, good. Uh, yeah. Two weeks I'll work on defense. Yeah. So within that, you have little adjustments with your main goal. But a good example of this is because, you know, even though you're focusing on one thing, you will hit the other things in there. Mm -hmm. So you will be working on bottom because when you roll and, you know, it's going to happen. So it's not like you're not doing the other stuff. Right, right. And that's that's another thing. In terms of physical fitness, maybe you have, you can make it so that you have a really broad thing. Like this is my strength cycle Mm -hmm. for two weeks. Yes, yes. That's good. Or sorry, not two weeks, but like two to three months. Yeah. And, but within that, it's not like you're never going to stretch mm-hmm. or you're never going to work on your balance. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. But that's yeah. your emphasis. And then after that, you're just like, well, once I've gotten uh, some good gains out of that, you'll switch over to, I don't know, more of a movement oriented thing, mm-hmm. right? Where you're yeah. exploring things. Once a week, then you would maintain your strength levels. Mm-hmm. Maybe even once every 10 days or once every two weeks. You, Look at it yeah, you're able to maintain it. Yeah, that's right. You're yeah. able to maintain yep. things for quite a bit longer yep. than you think. Yep. Because when you're moving around and you're using your body, how can it be that you regress mm. by doing something else? Mm-hmm. I mean, you would only truly regress if you're just stuck in bed for two weeks. Yeah. Right? You're not going to lose strength. You're not going to lose your gains in two weeks if you're active and moving around right. and doing something yes. else. You'll get rusty. But you'll pick it back up. But quickly. you'll pick it back up yep. quick. Say you got say in this strength thing, you got up to a point where you're able to do like fifteen pull ups with like twenty five pounds around your waist, right? And you're like, Oh, that's good. So then say you don't do it again for another couple of weeks, right? You'll probably lose a few reps. But if you go back to it You'll probably be stronger afterwards. You'll probably you be stronger after you get yeah. yourself after you give yourself another couple of practice yep. runs at it. Yep. Right. Things are a lot harder to lose. Depends on your age, for sure. Absolutely. But, you know, the younger you are, the more definitely it's going to be so much easier to maintain everything. But at the same, at the same point, you know, even if you're at middle age or more, it, it stays with you a little bit. Yeah. And it's hard to realize that, too, because you're within yourself. So that's the hard part. And we realize that you don't want to feel like you've wasted anything. But mm-hmm. you would only have really wasted something if you went from all of that to zero. <laughs> and all of that to zero for a, quite a bit of time, actually. We talked a lot here in this relatively short, been talking almost about 30 minutes, but we talked a lot of stuff. So, you know, coming back, really, it's it's about that lifestyle and making sure that you're focusing on yourself. It's not about what other people out there think you should be doing because you're the only person who really knows what you need and what you want to be doing. So make sure that you do have a goal. What do you really want to focus on? Find a person to help you with that. You know, that's why we're here. Ask questions because <laughs> we love questions. But speaking of questions, though, if you do have any questions regarding the show today, please leave a comment. You can always send us an email at info at gmb.io. And anything else, Jarlo? That's about it. All right. Until next time. Laters. Thanks. For more great info, join us over at gmb.io. And be sure to check us out on iTunes and YouTube.